Welcome to Path of a Green Witch podcast. My name is Andrea, and I have described myself as a green witch. In a future episode, I'm going to talk more about what that means, but in this episode, I'm going to give a brief overview of 25 different types of witchcraft and magic. This is not a list of every different type of witchcraft or magic out there. There are countless cultural traditions from around the world, but this list covers some of the popular practices here in the US. The information in this episode might might help you figure out what type of witchcraft best fits your beliefs. Witches have been around since before biblical times, but one of the biggest appeals of witchcraft now is its ability to be personalized. Formal religions tend to be highly structured with rigid rules that are set by someone else. Witchcraft, on the other hand, is deeply personal. It is up to the individual to decide what path best suits them and how to live that path for themselves. But if you happen to be the kind of witch that prefers more structure, there are a few structured paths for you to choose from. So here's the list of 25 different types of witchcraft and magic. Baby witch, ceremonial magic, cosmic witchcraft, crystal witch, dianic witch, divination witch, druid magic, eclectic witch, elemental magic, green witch, gray witch, hedge witch, hereditary witch, kitchen or cottage witch, santeria, sea witch, secular witch, sex magic, shamanism, solitary witchcraft, sorcerers, tech witch, traditional witchcraft, voodoo, and wicca. There is something for everyone in the world of witchcraft. In this episode, I'm just going to give a brief overview of each of these different types of witchcraft, but in future episodes, I'm going to dive more deeply into each one. First, baby witch. This is a term we use for beginner witches. Feel free to adopt the term baby witch for as long as you need to. Learning all of the different things that go into your practice may actually take years. You may want to take some time just to figure out what path you want to pursue, and don't get discouraged if you decide you want to change your mind. You might even decide that you want to explore an additional path simultaneously. The most beautiful thing about witchcraft is that it is not dictated to you by someone else. You get to decide for yourself what feels right, what you believe in, and how you want to practice. Second, ceremonial magic. For people who like the structure and tradition of organized religion, ceremonial magic might be a good fit. Teachings are often derived from the early magic schools of the 1800s or before, but they also incorporate scientific evidence. Study and rituals are more formal than other pagan practices and often involve specific tools and complex magic, such as communicating with spirits and healing. Ceremonial magic is also called high magic or ritual magic. It evolved out of the teachings of early mystery schools in various parts of the world. Practitioners of ceremonial magic are more likely to describe themselves as magicians than witches. The Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn is an organization that formed in the latter part of the 19th century. It is a secret society that greatly influenced this type of magic and how it's practiced today. The group's philosophy is founded on the Hebrew Kabbalah and the doctrines of Hermes Trismegistus. Their philosophy draws on the belief systems of the Freemasons, Rosicrucians, Gnostics, and others. Ceremonial magic is more formalized and intellectualized than Wicca or other pagan spiritual paths. It involves the study of the Kabbalah, astrology, alchemy, tarot, and many other subjects. 
Ceremonial magic emphasizes the use of ritual and ceremony along with mental training to facilitate spiritual enlightenment, healing, extrasensory powers, and understanding of the cosmic order. If you have a fondness for highly developed systems, this might be the path for you. Coven-based witchcraft can be put under the umbrella of ceremonial magic because coven-based witches operate as part of a group of witches called a coven. The group might be led by a high priestess who can combine the magical powers and skills of the group to create stronger, bigger spells and manifest outcomes for the group and others. Covens tend to focus on ceremonial and ritualistic magic. That's the reason that coven-based witchcraft is sometimes put under the umbrella of ceremonial witchcraft. Third on the list is cosmic. Cosmic witches are all about astrology and astronomy. They are largely focused on the lunar energies of the moon cycle and spells that amplify or protect against celestial events. Cosmic witches focus on star signs and birth charts. They seek to change energies by using their knowledge. If you enjoy the scientific complexities of the universe, you could be a cosmic witch. Cosmic witches have been around since people began studying planets. They tend to use astrology, astronomy, and the cosmos in their rituals and spells. Planetary alignment, celestial energy, and the zodiac are key elements for their magical practices, which often honor celestial deities and raise energy. Fourth, Crystal Witch. Crystal witches are deeply connected to the vibration and power of crystals, gems, rocks, and stones. Crystal witches practice crystal magic to manifest, amplify, and attract energy. If you see auras, feel energies, love shiny things, and enjoy making grids, then you could be a crystal witch. Fifth, Dianic Witch. If feminism is your focus, the Dianic path might be right for you. In the 1970s, Z. Susanna Budapest created Dianic Wicca as a sacred space for women who wanted to practice their craft without men. This female-only sect, which was inspired by goddesses Artemis and Diana, focuses on goddess worship and the divine feminine. They honor the goddess and celebrate her creation of the web of life. Non-Wiccan Dianic paths have also gained popularity, but Dianic traditions are also pretty controversial. Some covens have come under fire in recent years for denying transgender women entry, so keep that in mind. I personally would never join a group that discriminated against transgender people. Sixth, Divination Witch. Dating back to ancient times, divination witches tried to predict future events. They were sometimes referred to as oracles, and they existed in almost every culture. Today, divination witches may use tarot cards, tea leaves, I Ching, palmistry, or other tools as their aids. Some diviners, known as augurs, believe spirits exist in everything in the natural world and can offer guidance. They study everything from clouds, lightning, and weather patterns, animals, insects, and even human behavioral patterns. Augur practices are similar to fortune-telling, but they're more formal and ritualistic. Seventh, Druid Magic. The word druid derives from the Indo-European root druai, meaning oak. It also means solid and true. Originally, druids served as the bards, teachers, healers, judges, scribes, seers, astrologers, and spiritual leaders of the ancient Celts. 
They conducted rites and rituals, gazed into the future, healed the sick, kept the history of their people, and addressed legal matters within their communities. These wise men and women were highly revered and wielded authority second only to the kings. Much of what we know today about the early Druids has been handed down through oral tradition, folklore, legends, songs, and poetry. As the Romans and Christianity moved into Ireland and Britain, the conquerors destroyed the Druids and their traditions. Therefore, most of Druidic history remains shrouded in mystery. The Druids considered trees to be sacred. Oaks in particular have long been linked with Druid spirituality. Sacred rituals were, and still are, performed in oak groves. Druids believe trees embody wisdom that can be passed along to human beings. Each tree possesses certain characteristics and unique properties that druids use in their magical work. Rowan trees, for instance, offer protection. Oaks give strength and endurance. Willows are associated with intuition and divination. Willows are a favorite wood for making magic wands. Modern druids follow beliefs and practices associated with their early ancestors. With little actual information available about the old ways, modern druids interpret their spiritual tradition by blending ancient and contemporary wisdom. A reverence for nature, knowledge of astrology and divination, healing, and shamanic journeying continue to be part of today's druidic practice. Eighth, eclectic witch. Eclectic witches tend to cherry-pick whatever practices, rituals, beliefs, or ideas feel natural and good to them in the moment. After all, witchcraft is a very personal and unique pursuit. If you don't want to be tied down to any one practice, maybe you're an eclectic witch. Many baby witches begin as eclectic witches, and some of them stay that way too. Eclectics draw from different traditions and cultures to create practices that suit their specific needs and interests. Some eclectic witches are called non-denominational pagans. They may honor some deities from one sect, incorporate rituals from another, and celebrate holidays from an entirely different tradition. Exploration and experimentation are freely encouraged in witchcraft. Because of its flexibility, this is probably the most common path found today. While many eclectics are solo practitioners, it's entirely possible to be a member of a coven and be an eclectic witch. Ninth, Elemental Magic Elemental magic is a practice that honors the four elements, earth, water, fire, and air, as well as the spirit that connects them. Elemental witches often create a different altar for each one of the elements, and they will call on one specifically when performing rituals or spellcasting. Some elemental witches focus their practice on the one element they feel most drawn to. An air witch may work with the wind and use tools such as a wand. A fire witch might employ candles and bombs bonfires. An earth witch might have a penchant for grounding work, and water witches may look for signs in the sea or take ritual baths. Tenth, green witch. The path of the green witch is all about nature, healing, and nurturing. Green witches draw their power, tools, and rituals from the earth. We use plants, flowers, and herbal preparations as a primary source of spell ingredients and ritual content. Green witches respect nature above all else. If you feel drawn to the natural world, you have a gift for healing and soothing, and you enjoy 
gardening and connecting with plants, you could be a green witch. If you hear music in the wind and see faces in the trees, you just might be a green witch. Green witches are sometimes called the original tree huggers. Some people are drawn to the path of the green witch because of a desire to help combat climate change. Historically, green witches lived apart from the community as herbalists. Today, there are plenty of city or suburban green witches. Today's green witches understand that you can't restore nature's balance by isolating yourself in the wild. You must bring your knowledge and gifts to the rest of the world. Green witches embrace all things earth in their ritual and magic. The goal is to feel as close to Mother Earth as possible. Using our intuition, green witches create a channel of communication between the natural world and the human one. A green witch usually works alone with nature as a partner. Green witches use properties of plants and trees to heal others. The path of the green witch combines aspects of both witchcraft and shamanism. Healing, harmony, and balance are all key to the green witch's practice and outlook on life. The green witch's power comes from participating in the miracle that is life. Instead of striving to amass power, you tap into the flows of energy that already exist in the earth. If this is something that interests you, you might be a green witch. 11. Grey Witch Grey witches straddle the divide between good and bad using whatever suits the situation. Grey witches will use curses and hexes when the situation calls for it, when many witches will not go there. Some paths of witchcraft follow an ethic of working for the high good, meaning baneful or harmful magic, is off-limits. Grey witches typically seek justice in the correction of unfair circumstances. We use negative magic when we feel it is needed for justice. Grey witches redirect bad energy to where it should have gone in the first place. We often call upon the unseen spirit presences to help us with these spells. If you are drawn to the darker arts or feel you're fighting a greater evil in the world, maybe you're a grey witch. 12. Hedge witch. A hedge witch is very similar to a green witch, but is not as solely focused on nature. Hedge witches work alone and don't adhere to any strict dogma, religious or spiritual. Hedge witches develop their own kind of magic, focusing primarily on creating healing remedies and often working with the elements, nature, and herbalism. People interested in traveling to other dimensions may find happiness as hedge witches. Hedge witches are sometimes called astral witches because we focus on actual accessing the spirit world. Accessing the spirit world is sometimes called hedge jumping or jumping into the other world. Hedge witches practice earth-based magic and communicate with other realms. Hedge witches also utilize plant medicine in physical and spiritual healing. When you think of the classic wise woman on the edge of town who was visited for healing potions, you have a pretty decent idea of what a hedge witch was. The modern hedge witch is usually a solo practitioner of a neo-pagan path who uses spellcraft as the basis of their work. 13. Hereditary Witch Hereditary witches are born into the craft and perform magic that has been handed down from one generation to the next. But even if your closest ancestors are witches, you must consciously opt to follow that path. 14. Kitchen or Cottage Witches Kitchen witches and cottage witches are family-oriented and focus on magic performed at home in the kitchen. Cottage witches are less focused on food and more about the garden and foraging items to use in healing remedies, but the 
two practices are so closely related that I'm lumping them together in this overview. Kitchen witchcraft and cottage witchcraft are magical practices that are based on everyday household activities like cooking and cleaning. Household chores become the foundation of the magical acts. Sweeping the floor free of dust and dirt might inspire a simultaneous cleansing of negative energy. Kitchen and cottage witches usually work intuitively rather than ritually and may or may not keep track of how they work their magic. If your home is your oasis and you consider cooking a sacred art, you might be a kitchen or cottage witch. Both types tend to be loving, warm, and welcoming. They see magic in everyday life, even when cleaning and doing mundane chores. Kitchen and cottage witches often grow their own herbs for their ritual potions and lotions, and they shine whenever they're cooking, brewing, and baking. Kitchen witches utilize their own personal energy with oils, herbs, foods, and basic household objects to make their magic. 15. Santeria Santeria is often referred to as a Cuban mystery religion. The word Santeria literally means worship of saints. It's a blend of Catholicism and Nigerian paganism that evolved centuries ago when Yoruba people were captured in Nigeria and sold into slavery in Cuba. Santeria consists of a pantheon of Orishas who are a combination of Catholic saints and Yoruba gods and goddesses. When someone joins the religion of Santeria, they become a Santeria or Santera, and they agree to worship the saints to observe their feasts and obey their commands and conduct their rituals. In exchange for this absolute submission, they gain supernatural powers, protection against evil, and even the ability to foresee the future. Santeros and Santeras also have the ability to shape the future according to their will. Casting spells and practicing witchcraft are part of a Santero's work. The dark side of Santeria is known as Mayomberia. 16. Sea Witch Sea witches usually use sand, shells, and organic ocean matter in their practices. Sea witches feel an intense bond with water and see magic in everything that comes from the sea. Sea witches feel energized from the power of the ocean. They usually study moon lore and perform their rituals in relation to tidal patterns. 17. Secular Witches Secular witches do not acknowledge the divine or spiritual. They also do not work with deities. Secular witches usually incorporate oil oils, herbs, crystals, and stones in their practices without any spiritual connection. They don't believe in objects having energy or that there is energy in their practices. Interestingly, a secular witch can be a spiritual person, but their magic and spell work is not spiritual in any way, shape, or form. 18. Sex Magic Sex magic can be fun, but that's not its purpose. Sex magic is a way to supercharge a magical work and generate faster results. According to the tenets of sex magic, it is a creative force that is responsible for all human and animal life. It can be directed to create abundant success, healing, spiritual growth, and so on, just like other types of magic. Sex magic taps into the powerful creative energy inherent in sexual activity for specific purposes other than human reproduction. Some witches engage in sex magic and others don't. Sex magic can be added to any form of witchcraft, magic, or spiritual practice, and it can be done by anyone. Western sex magic is rooted in the teachings of Sufis. Sufis are adherents of a mystical branch of Islam who shared their knowledge with the Knights Templar during the Crusades in the Middle East. The Templars brought these practices back to Europe where they were incorporated into other mystical and occult philosophies. The early 
Celts engaged in sexual activity, particularly during the spring planting season, and on Beltane as a form of sympathetic magic to encourage the land's fertility. Temple priestesses in ancient Greece combined sex and mysticism. Tantric yoga channels sexual energy towards spiritual goals and also promotes health and longevity. In Wicca's Great Rite, a couple invites the god and goddess to enter their bodies during sex, and the act is considered sacred. If you want to learn more about sex magic, check out the book called Sex Magic for Beginners by Sky Alexander. 19. Shamanism. Originally, the term shaman referred to a Siberian medicine man, but it can be applied to anyone who engages in shamanistic practices. A shaman is someone who understands both the spirit world and the natural world. A shaman uses that knowledge to provide healing guidance and protection to people. Among indigenous people of North, Central, and South America, shamans have long served as medicine men, midwives, visionaries, wisdom keepers, and healers. The shamans worked with the forces of nature the deities, and ancestors in the spirit realms to ensure the well-being of their tribes. From the shamanistic perspective, the physical world is only one facet of reality. Many other realms exist, and it is possible to travel to these other realities at will. Shamans are able to walk between worlds. Native American shamans use drumming, dancing, herbs and botanical substances, fasting, and other practices to induce altered states of consciousness. While they're in these trance states, the shamans journey beyond the limitations of matter and space. This is how shamans gain knowledge, communicate with entities of the spirit world, affect healing, and observe the future. Shamans also use dreams to access other levels of reality. Shamans use a technique called astral projection to visit other worlds beyond our earthly one. When journeying in this way, shamans sometimes seek the assistance of spirit animals or other guides to provide protection and direction. Native American tribes traditionally establish special affinities with certain animals which became the tribe's totems or sacred animals. The totems assisted the shamans as personal spirit guides. Tribes carved totem poles with the images of various spirit and animal guides as a way of showing gratitude and to request continued aid in the future. 20. Solitary Witchcraft A solitary witch can follow one particular branch of witchcraft or a combination. If you're not a people person, a solo practice might be for you. There's no need to belong to a coven. Solo practitioners are often eclectic, but you can follow any tradition that suits you. 21. Sorcerers Similar to shamans, sorcerers understand that our planet is not the only realm of existence. Sorcerers believe the universe contains an infinite number of worlds just waiting to be explored. Sorcerers are also adept at traveling between worlds and interacting with the beings who reside there. Through Training and practice, sorcerers develop the ability to expand their sight beyond ordinary vision and see things that the rest of us can't. They can perceive life in rocks and trees as well as see the spirits who live all around us. Sorcerers attune themselves to their non-physical energetic body known as the double. They control and expand the double in order to accomplish feats far beyond what most consider normal. A sorcerer might project their double someplace other than where their physical body happens to be at a given time so that they can be in two places at once. While sitting at their desk performing their everyday job, they might simultaneously be chanting in a temple in India or visiting Machu Picchu in Peru. 22. Tech Witch The internet has allowed witches to connect 
around the world, it is possible to join a coven thousands of miles from home. Tech witches sort of view computers as the modern equivalent of a cauldron. Most electronics like cell phones, laptops, and tablets have quartz crystals inside them. Quartz generates voltage on its surface when it's compressed or bent. Emojis can be used for sigil spells or visual forms of emotional energy with an intention. Little pictures like emojis can be understood by people who speak different languages. Gadget-savvy witches often use apps that track weather and lunar cycles. If incorporating technology into your practice is something that appeals to you, you might be a bit of a tech witch. 23. Traditional Witchcraft Traditional witches practice folk witchcraft. They strive to honor the old craft with ceremonies and rituals of their ancestors, which predate Wicca. The three most common forms of traditional witchcraft include fairy tradition, which has a strong emphasis on sexual mysticism, Cochrane's craft, which emphasizes the veneration of the horned god and mother goddess, as well as their children, and Sabbatic craft, which is a mix of sorcery, magic, and Christianity. 24. Voodoo. When people hear the word voodoo, they often envision dolls being stuck with pins, or zombies, or hideous rituals carried out secretly in darkness. But voodoo is simply a belief system. Voodoo was first brought to Haiti by Africans sometime during the 16th century, and it emerged in Louisiana 200 years later after the Haitian Revolution when enslaved Africans fought and won their freedom from France. Voodoo involves the interaction of humans with spirits. Numerous deities and spirits play parts in voodoo's elaborate rituals and spells. In a traditional voodoo ceremony, worshippers work themselves into a frenzy through music, chanting, and dancing. During an altered state of consciousness, they become possessed by one of the spirits and collapse to the ground, writhing and speaking unintelligibly. Once possessed, worshippers are believed to be able to bring about a cure, good fortune, or some other desire. In some instances, animal sacrifices might be offered to the spirits to win their favor. The dark side of voodoo has captured the public's imagination. Some voodoo practitioners believe they can turn the dead into zombies, basically reanimate corpses who are slaves without wills of their own. The extremes of voodoo's black magic can include all the stuff of horror movies, including control over others, ritual murders, and cannibalism. 25. Wicca People sometimes mistakenly think Wicca and witchcraft are interchangeable terms, but they're not. Wicca is an organized religion similar to how Christianity and Judaism are organized religions. In the 1950s, a man named Gerald Gardner started Wicca as a new religion. Wicca has divined practices, beliefs, and ethical codes. The words Wicca and witch come from the Anglo-Saxon term witcha, which means to bend or shape. Wicca's tenets date back to the old belief systems of pre-Christian Europe in the days of the early Celts. The roots of Wicca go back to prehistoric times. The ancient fertility goddess was worshipped by Paleolithic people in Europe. Although Wiccans observe certain customs, rituals, and practices, the religion is flexible. There is no dogma, no sacred texts, and no laws except do no harm. Wiccans follow what is known as the threefold law. The law basically states that whatever you do, whatever energy you put out, will return to you threefold or three times over in this lifetime or the next. Therefore, Wiccans attempt to abide by what's known as the Wiccan Read. Here's the Wiccan Read. By the Wiccan law ye must, in perfect love and perfect trust. Eight words the Wiccan Read fulfill, and ye harm 
harm none, do what ye will. What ye send forth comes back to thee, so ever mind the rule of three. Follow this with mind and heart, and marry ye meet, and marry ye part. If you want to learn more about Wicca, just go to wicca.com. Thank you very much for hanging out with me and taking some time to learn more about the many different paths of witchcraft. I'm going to be exploring some of these paths more closely in future episodes, so look out for that. Thanks for listening!